0: We were doing inventory, and I ended up creating a program using Power Apps. So I learned how to use that program, never used it before, but I reduced the inventory from taking three to four days to basically three-fourths of a day.
1: and welcome to the B2B e-commerce talk. My name is Arno and today we are doing an IT standup. That means we are interviewing the most important people in running e-commerce, the people from IT. So today I have with me Alberto. He's the IT manager at Hawk Research Laboratories with a background in IT. So welcome Alberto. Hey Arno, thanks for having me. Thanks, thank you. So Alberto, I'm curious, I'm always asking, what got you in IT in the first place?
0: So ever since I was little, I wanted to build robots and program video games and things like that. It didn't happen that well, but I did find a love for computers, ITs, the logic, programming. When I was in third grade, my parents put me into a class in school that covered kind of like flow charts and things like that, basic programming. There was a little triangle cursor that we would use to draw and give a command. And ever since then, all my love for computers and I understand the logic. It's very simple for me.
1: Yeah, you know, I understand. I'm more or less at the same feeling, you know, when you have you have that moment that a computer is doing something for you, you want to do more with it, you know, you want to automate stuff. That is the cool thing, right? That's how people get interested in IT. So, yeah, that sounds very familiar. So, and Alberto, ad hoc. So maybe for the listeners, what does exactly your role entails? So my role is a little unique here.
0: I tend to do everything. So I manage our IT vendors. I assist other sister companies as well with IT stuff. I personally am here, um, besides managing the servers, the network, I'm also managing the computers, the copy machines, the printers, the phone system, we have a VoIP phone system, our faxes, basically everything technology-wise here, even the website, sauna, all that stuff, my hands are everywhere in relation to technology and IT.
1: Ah, Yeah, I understand. So yeah, once you're, you know, a little bit handy with computers, or if you have your background, you did your study or something in IT or in computer science, they're going to find you for everything related to technology, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know how that feels sometimes because yeah, besides of what I shared in previous podcasts as well, besides of my role as chief product officer here at Sana, just building the product, I'm also responsible for, you know, the internal IT affairs of our 500 employees. So yeah, you know, that is just, I said, okay, yeah, you have your background in computer science. You can also take that part. So, but anyway, it's like a hobby for me. So I love to do that. All right. So even running the coffee machines, that's important as well, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to keep them running. So yeah, before going more in depth about the topics. So tell us a little bit more about Hawk. So what makes you guys unique? What do you selling? What type of customers? What do you want to share about that?
0: So Hawk is a little unique from your regular e-commerce stuff. Currently, we can only sell a lot of our chemicals and stuff to people that are certified. So we have to have a restriction on our e-commerce site. So not anybody can just come in and, and buy the product. And a lot of it has to do similar with paints. We do special type of coating that goes in for to finished bathtubs, countertops, cabinets. So there's different chemicals being used, different types of thickness and paints, dry time, all kinds of stuff. We started also doing epoxy, molding, we started doing garage floors, basement floors, things like that. So we come up with the different different types of coatings and then we market it and sell it that way. We had very unique scenarios where there's a set of resin, catalyst, reducer, there's also kits that we sell, there's also custom colors that we create and we do or we need to get captured from the customer. So there's a lot of uniqueness in relation to similar layers of paint.
1: Yeah, sounds easy that you say, hey, you sell coatings or you sell paint, but in a B2B space, a lot of complexity around it, right? As you mentioned that. So you shared, yeah, it needs to be a restricted area because you need to be certified because probably these chemicals are not for everyone. You know, you need to know how to use it because it can be maybe dangerous or something. Or
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's often what we're seeing in the B2B space. And that's also, yeah. Makes it interesting for me as well. It's just not something you can buy on Amazon or something. You know, there's so much more that people are selling between businesses. And yeah, like Hawk, you're one of those companies that are really important for your customers because, and they can do their job and to build these grass floors or something like that, but they need to do it with the right tools. And that's what you're supplying for the correct products that you're supplying. So yeah, it sounds like a lot of complexity and we will talk about that more and how the relation with IT is there. So Yeah nice to have a little bit more perspective on the company size so you're focusing mostly on the americas or certain areas of the u.s where you're selling
0: so we sell all over america we sell in the uk all right international as well yes ireland dubai australia and that also comes in really great with sana because we have unique products that we sell to only certain locations certain customers get unique colors and certain customers get products with their name on it but we sell worldwide but we do a lot of business out in the uk and dubai and ireland
1: interesting yeah also the internationalization part of btp e-commerce can be very complex Yeah, definitely a nice topic to talk a little bit further on today so yeah more on the it topic so you're managing everything alberto i already heard (laughs) you're sharing that about fighting fires so how much of your time is spent on solving issues as they come up versus time that you can spend on you know, innovating, replacing stuff, trying new things?
0: So it's hard to say because it's all with timing, right? So there's times where we have big projects and my time gets consumed a lot with the big projects. But then what I like about the company that I work for is it's flexible and they understand. So they see the fires that are going on. So when I have to deal with that, they, they understand. We arrange the time and stuff and there's no extreme urgency in that sense. But I find a lot of my time trying to find ways to improve our current processes. So I had some downtime and we were doing inventory and I ended up creating a program using Power Apps. So I learned how to use that program, never used it before, but I reduced the inventory from taking three to four days to basically three-fourths of a day. So they would finish in one day and have time to spare. And I always look at ways to improve our processes, improve our things. And I guess that was a culture mentality built from my previous companies that I worked at.
1: Yeah, no, awesome, really great example. Web Power Apps, maybe for the listeners, is one of these, let's say, low-code, no-code platforms from Microsoft where you can create applications easily. Which, are, of course, on the Microsoft ecosystem, or actually, yeah, it also works with actually applications outside of it or which integrates with them. Yeah, I also had that same experience. If you talk about internal stuff, I think we did. We use Power Apps now, also with a couple of scenarios. And one thing I can remember from one of my teams working on it was the onboarding process. Because, yeah, although we have we are an IT company, onboarding a new person, you know, getting them on all those tools. Of course, we have Active Directory and all that stuff, you know. But still, you need to do manual stuff. So that was still around 90 minutes or so on average to just to onboard a person. And yeah, if you are onboarding, I think 150 to 200 new employees per year. So you can imagine it's quite a time. That it takes from the organization. So, we automated that also with Power Apps and Power Automate, and we reduced that time from 90 minutes to two. So, yes. yeah, it's a huge impact, right? And it shows the importance, I think, and the future of low code, no code, and also something we really embrace at Sana from our internal IT affairs, but it's also really inspiring for me as a product that I think we need to build products uh, like we do with Sana that you have things like the visual designer or this automation, you know, with the ERP that was actually low code, no code that you get with a few clicks you can get things done without you no know, programming a lot or so right so that's really important and yeah really a future direction that we believe in i would say so yeah it's nice that you share that all better so yeah talking a little bit more maybe about and that we frequently hear that yeah resources are expensive of course and scarce and that's also helping with things like low code, no code that you can automate stuff and it saves you resources but how is it for you as an it manager are you just one person doing everything or you have some people around you helping you with
0: the IT affairs as well? So you can say I'm one person doing everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I'm very lucky. My boss is CFO, the chief financial officer, but he has experience with computers and programming and stuff. So there's times where he actually will come out and help me when we're doing certain things. I have three people that we use heavily for our Microsoft Dynamics Nav. That's a vendor, third-party Incest. So, and then the ones was actually recommended Sana to us. So, I work with them on a lot of projects, but they'll help me with a lot of the nav issues that may come up. But otherwise, it's mostly me.
1: All right. Yeah, no, that's great to hear because that you can handle everything by yourself. And if you, maybe for the listeners, that is your system of record or your ERP system from Microsoft as well. So, and yeah, with Sana, we integrate nicely with that. So, yeah, we frequently hear that Sana Commerce is the IT's choice. So, would you agree? and what benefits do you get from it as an IT manager?
0: Yeah, so I've done some research prior to going with SANA, right? And a lot of the issues is Microsoft Dynamics, and the specifically doesn't have much integrations or compatibilities with other stuff. But SANA makes it so easy, like once it's set up, it's so easy and you understand on how to get the product images, how to get the items on there, how to select which customers get one item, It's all integrated. So when someone buys something, it's automatically checking your inventory, depleting inventory, everything's all automated. We have CSRs that can review the orders. We have customers that can see the orders not only placed by CSRs, but also by the website itself. And there's many more features that SANA has that we kind of haven't fully got into using them. And then we see that the new versions of SANA, so we recently upgraded to 9.333, I believe, which is not the latest and current, but we did see that there's a lot of integrations put into place. So we were looking at possibly, so we use eShip, we use ChargeLogic, and we see integrations with ChargeLogic. And then we were looking at, I forgot the name of the product, but you guys had that product as well, where we can customize items and build kits and stuff like that.
1: Oh yeah. So another add-ons to, let's say, to... Hey, you're actually elaborating a little bit more on the other add-ons or things you're working with in the Microsoft ecosystem, huh? like like Logics and eShip, what you mentioned. And yeah, So there are maybe for the listeners, there are a lot of around the NAV, the system of record or Microsoft ERP system. There are a lot of add-ons on top of it to add a lot of things and Sana's nicely integrating with them as well. So you mentioned a couple of things. So let me clarify that a little bit more. That's really interesting because you're actually solving in these two, three sentences. You're mentioning a lot of complexity that is being solved, for example. But let's first dive into about the integration because also, yeah, that is one of the reasons why I started Sana. But yeah, not talking only about Sana, but just, let's say, choosing software or buying software, which I also do for running our business, is the integration part is often so everybody is mentioning it, but there is such a big difference still that we hear from our customers like you or from other people in the industry that everybody wants that systems work together, right? And that you do not want to running these problems but we see still the reality is still so different right that you mentioned yeah there are not that many vendors that integrate so nicely with nav but the same story applies maybe for crm or for other systems and i'm doing this interview already for a while and if talking with other it managers directors they are sharing all the time and they say yeah from our it budget we are spending so much time on integration or making it work and if it doesn't come out of the box they share okay there are apis or there are web services but that's just the start of the journey right to make that functionally work is a second thing so it's nice that you mentioned that and that you're benefiting from it because i truly believe that we as you know as software vendors we need to invest more i think in working together and make these systems integrate nicely because yeah, these things should just work out of the box or it should be easy configurable so that customers like your people can just you know, spend their time on, on the value or running the business, right? So that's one thing. And they should not waste their time or their expensive resources in maintaining all of this. So, And the other thing is that you mentioned is that it's also so, because of this, it's so easy to manage the platform and to actually all those complex stuff comes, yeah, more or less automatically, right? You're something complex for maybe for what you hear from other vendors, like selecting which products to be displayed. It's very important for your business because yeah, one customer cannot buy a certain product or it's not allowed for another customer right so there are a lot of rules around that nicely stored in nav but yeah it's often hard to have that on your storefront and yeah these are one of the things we are solving with sun and I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're benefiting from it so yeah hopefully that's some inspiration for other it managers to make that step as well yeah so the other things that you're mentioning is the internationalization right so if you're doing business with the uk or with dubai even yeah i think also products come with different pricing right or different currencies So how does that work in your situation, Alberto? It's all stored in NAV, right?
0: Yes. So that's the nice thing is the fluency of the system. SANA is not dictating the currency. What's dictating the currency is how the customer is set up in NAV. And all that stuff comes over. So all the special rules that we haven't created in NAV flows through SANA. Even though SANA has the ability to do a lot of this stuff on its own, and there's times where I'm like, man, I wish NAV was so much more easier because SANA has all these capabilities, but it's confined to these like limitations on the discount rules for NAV that would flow over. But it's nice because we have a lot of custom pricing for our customers, and we have different tiers and things like that, and different rules for internationals. So I'm able to capture all that in NAV and not have to recreate it in SANA. It's already there, and everything flows through. And then you have the option, too, if the system goes down, whether or not to allow customers to buy stuff. So we played with those settings as well. And it works very well to where you then on the next day, when everything's back up, you see, hey, I have five orders that I need to process. This is what was in there, is everything correct? And then you can process those customer orders. We chose not to go that route because we don't have everybody constantly checking the site. So we don't want to miss any customer orders. We'd rather have them reach out to us. but. It's nice that SANA has all that flexibility and you can tell that it's more of a premium product. There's other times where we see stuff like WooCommerce and WooCommerce has all these plugins and all these other things and we played around with it as well. And it's nice and it has a lot more capabilities, but the problem that you run into is all these plugins sometimes don't act well with each other and then you have a lot of issues because it's open source and you just deal with all the things where you can appreciate in the sense of hey it just works hey it integrates with everything where i don't have to do anything special i don't have to worry about a plugin needing an update or a plugin breaking the site or someone hacking the site it's more of a premium product
1: yeah that's so but you mentioned as well eh? there are so there are other vendors of course in the market that have a lot of plugins available and also what we are seeing is that it is nice on one hand, but yeah, if they are functionally working all that you want, is always a second thing, right? And if they are working together, it's even more important. But yeah, you mentioned a lot of things that is saving your time. So that's great to hear. And yeah, if you're saving the time, then you can spend also making sure that all the other stuff you're doing, which you mentioned in the beginning, is pretty long. You're taking a, as a one-man band, you're taking everything for the company, which is impressive. And yeah, that's possible if you choose the right tools, right? And I think that is great to hear. So yeah, maybe another point that I want to focus on is the fact, let's say, so if you, let's say, run into some hurdles, or is this something that keeps you up at night now still in your job? And why? Or is everything just flowing easily?
0: I mean, there's always things that have you worried, right? The network power outages, things like that, and things like that. But I guess now with our integration with Nav and Tana,
1: maybe security topics or something. You mentioned that about other systems, about hacking and so on.
0: Yeah, so I talked to Karen or Karine. She's our solution specialist. So I had questions with everything going out in the, in the Ukraine. So she gave me a lot of answers to make me feel comfortable how, yes, that if something does happen in the sense of the sauna side, that you guys would completely you know, disconnect us. So then there's no issues of people trying to get in through your side to come into our side. And she mentioned the team and how they communicate and all these processes. So it wasn't something that she just came up with on the fly. And it shows that when she did come back with that information that everything was well documented, there was a process already in place for everything. So it's it's something that I don't have to worry about. You know, I have another team, you guys, managing that portion of it. So, I mean, it helps me sleep at night, especially with all the stuff that you've been hearing on the news.
1: No, of course. Yeah, maybe yeah, for the listeners what you're aiming on or what you're talking about is, hey, of course, there's this terrible war going on in the Ukraine. So and at Sana, we have also had hey, one of our development centers is actually in Ukraine. They are going through a terrible situation at the moment. But it's remarkable to say that a lot of these great boys and girls are still working for Sana and actually helping our customers. But also from a security topic, we get a lot of questions. Say, hey, yeah, what's going on? Is our data safe or how is it involves us? And obviously, even before the war, we have a lot of, you know, measures that we do to make sure that our customers are safe in general, not only for the Ukraine, but, you know, every person that is in touch with customer data, if necessary, because that's already the first thing, you know, not everybody gets involved in customer data or whatsoever. We try to avoid it also a lot, but there's a lot of things in place and structured how we work, of course, as an IT company or as a software that we are building. And not only that, we are also being certified that other vendor or let's say other parties, third parties are checking and certifying us if we are doing things in a secure way and in a good job. So, and I think that is, that's in hygiene factor. That's just a must that we need to do, right? But it's often forgot that it's so important to focus on this and spend time on this as well. And we're doing that with, you know, regular security audits, but also training and it goes all around through the organizations in different levels. So, but yeah, that's good that you mentioned that that yeah, cybersecurity or the importance of customer data and keeping that secure is yeah really top priority for us. But also, as you mentioned that it's, for you, it's important as well, because otherwise if that would not be in your, in safe hands, it's something that would keep you up at night. So definitely can share that. And uh, yeah, also with the integration. So have most of your, actually, uh, all of your data is still in your system of record and NAV. And that's also one of the reasons why we other reasons why we build this integration because yeah why copying all this data over and over and you know making copies of data is always a security risk so if you can keep it in nav and we are just using that in real time when we need it is safer than just you know copying it around or exporting it importing it and so on and so on so yeah that's also i think one of the reasons why we are more secure than other vendors in that sense that we are really only use the data when it's necessary and when you're authorized to see it especially in the cases that you're mentioning it in B2B that, you for example, one customer can just see something and another customer can absolutely not. That can, you know, can be pricing, can be inventory, can be also the products that you want to order or need to order, right? It's all really restricted. So, all right. Thanks for sharing that, Alberto. Yeah. So maybe I know you have already a lot of freedom. That's what you mentioned earlier, Alberto. But imagine if you would be the CEO of Hawk and you wake up, what would be something that you would change or the first
0: thing you would do? I don't know. At this point, nothing. I mean, everything seems to be running smoothly. And that's the main thing is that it's, you know, I would say like, hey, maybe give everybody a raise. But in serious, a lot of factors is how's our customers? Our customers seems to be happy. They're now loving the fact that they can order online. You know, we have good employees. It's like a family environment here. And I think our CEO has done a great job kind of putting a lot of it together. And he does a lot of work. Like he goes out to customers, is on there on weekends. You know he puts a lot of hard time and effort trying to also assist in getting new business and stuff that a lot of people may not realize so i don't necessarily think i'd want to have his job i think he's doing a really great job at the moment
1: great to hear and you mentioned very important stuff right so and talking to your customers be engaged there and actually giving you that freedom and flexibility i think is very important as well sometimes we are seeing it sana as well so yeah, maybe last question, at least from my side, is do you have any tips for, let's say, other IT managers or leaders that are upgrading or maybe starting to implement a 2 e-commerce solutions and solutions? So any learnings to share for them?
0: Yeah, so a lot of it is, you know, like the beginning part may be a little kind of first understand everything. I actually like that you guys have a sound university. I've gone through it. And then you have everything modulized. So I keep finding myself going through you know, being able to find a specific module. And each of these modules are short five, maybe 10 minutes at the longest type things to figure out how to do certain things. So it's nice that I can always go back and use it. So one, I would make sure you're on the sauna university and I know training with time and everything can sometimes be difficult, but they have modules that you can go specifically with. The project managers and everything have been great. That's great that you were
1: mentioning it. And I think the first bit that you mentioned as well is- really understand how a system works or doesn't matter if it's SANA or something else, but also in the journey to go more into software as a service or standardized solutions. I think it's always great if you get the maximum out of the tool, right? And before, you know, just trying to customize it or trying to modify it, because most of the time, at least what's my experience talking with customers, a lot of this is already available in the tooling supply. And there's not only for Sana or NIV, but just that you understand how to use it. And uh, there is already so many customers that had already the same kind of scenario. So definitely there is a solution for it before, you know, inventing the view by yourself. So yeah, that's a great tip, Alberto, as well, that you invest some time to really understand what goals do you want to achieve as a company and yeah, what's the vendor able to do? So what's available in the product and as an IT manager, try to match that. I think that's a great tip. All right. Yeah, this is actually the end already. Uh, I'm flies by. Is there any questions still from your side or something you would like to know from me about internal ID or about SANA? Feel free to ask any questions.
0: So we have the SANA customer support specialist, Karen. She's been keeping me updated on all the new, the SANA cloud and, and all the new stuff coming in. She even got us a little test site in there so we can kind of have a preview of it. So thanks to her, I've been staying informed and, And she's been a really great asset as well.
1: Thanks. Thanks for sharing.
0: Yeah. I mean, Tana has a great team.
1: Nice to hear. Thanks for all the compliments. And uh, thanks that you're a happy customer, Alberto. And yeah, if we just summarize a little bit of talk today. So I think it was very nice and interesting how you shared that, how to the B2B complexity that comes with your business, how integration can help IT managers to solve these things, to automate that. Uh, the role of low code, no code, we also touched upon a little bit and you shared a couple of tips. Yeah, if you're upgrading or implementing a new B2B e-commerce solution and the trick there is really to understand the solution first and the goals that you want to meet, of course, for the business. So yeah, from my side, thank you very much Alberto. This was very insightful, really nice talking to you and yeah, hopefully see you again later on.
0: Likewise, thank you Argo. All
1: right, enjoy your day.